for the United States of America. After 35 long years, Clinton got me waiting 35 years. It's finally coming home, baby. It's coming home. You are looking live at Clemson Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, where the game of the weekend is about to unfold. Calma, regresa al backfield. De John Watson, pase, touchdown, touchdown, Clemson, Clemson, con un segundo. Nice work, everyone. Sharp broadcast. Really good. Everyone on the floor as well. Really a lot of hustle. I liked it. How great is this? This, this could be the final play of the college season, perhaps, if Clemson gets a touchdown to win it. If Bama can hold him out, perhaps a field goal attempt for overtime. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro. Little man makes another enormous play. And Clemson runs out of the field and celebrates. They come to California and strike gold. And now, William Qualkenbush and Ben Milstead with Out of Bounds on the Roar. Welcome in. Glad to have you with us. We are live on the Roar on a Monday, February 27th, 2023. Thanks so much for joining us here on Out of Bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber Studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. 654-ROAR is the number if you'd like to join us on the phones. Or on the Adams Co-Roofing text line today, 654-7627, if you'd like to get in on all the fun. Uh, it was a jam-packed weekend. It is a jam-packed week. We are in the throes of busy season. And honestly, I I am just glad to be in a place where I don't have somewhere else to be. That's 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 how I feel today. That is my resting posture for the show today, that I'm just glad that Right now, I don't have anywhere else I, I have to be. Ben Milstead, how are you, sir? I am uh, I'm in that same boat with you, although I do have some place to be later the, today going to Charlottesville. Oh, yeah, but, uh, that's right. Yeah, we're here. Man, it's been... What a weekend. I know. What a weekend. Do you know... Did, did you have a chance to catch your breath at all? I mean, any downtime at all? Um... Not, no, 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 not much, not much. A little recap, you did women's basketball yesterday, you did baseball Saturday and Friday. That's right, and women's basketball Thursday. So that was four straight days. Well, what did you do Tuesday? I mean, were you just bored? Oh, uh, well, Wednesday I went to the men's basketball game. Tuesday I did baseball. Okay. So last Monday, uh, last Monday was fun. That was uh, that last last Monday was uh, came and did the show and went home. That was great. I mean, what do you do all your free time? Good grief! You get a whole <laughs> you get a whole afternoon off. People are like, "Hey, man, did you watch the Murdoch documentary on Netflix? Hey, have you seen this movie that just?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, I I have not. I have not done that." Um, I, it's fun. It's fun. It is fun. But trying to set up the, like trying to set up the travel this week and trying to logistically make all the pieces fit and, and trying to make sure like I've got baseball tomorrow in Greenville at four and then women's basketball at three thirty on Wednesday. And then 
I'm doing baseball this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, not in Clemson. And so it's just a lot. It's a lot this week of trying to make sure I am where I'm supposed to be. Uh, I was supposed to take my wife out to dinner for her birthday Friday and... We had a reservation, and it gave us plenty of time. And then there were two rain delays in the game, and so we missed dinner. So we had to oh, res- like we've already no. had to reschedule that. Yeah, so it's it's just been uh, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. This time of year, I'm I'm just telling you, this time of year, if you got a if you're like big into sports, if you're if you're trying to get in into the the crossover, the end of, of basketball and the beginning of baseball, softball. Uh, I, I just, I pity, I pity you for trying to like think about your family and, or like try to pay the bills or like, remember that this is due or remember that that has to happen in your house or God forbid you have to run an errand at some point. It's just hard. It's hard to, my eyes starting to twitch, to <laughs> but you know what? Two weeks from now, we're going to be going now. What do we do now? You know, what do we do now? Three, hopefully, you know, three weeks from now, maybe four weeks from now. What do we do now? Yeah, it's uh, so you got women's basketball uh, ACC tournament play begins Wednesday at 315 and you'll be there. And then the men's tournament next week. Just a lot going on. A lot going on. Like a broken record here. Yesterday, if I may say so, yesterday was the best game of the year for the women's basketball team. That was their best performance of the year. They beat a team that they lost to by 31 on January the 5th, I believe. They beat them by 13 yesterday. Florida State was nationally ranked. A lot of recruits in the building, a lot of alumni in the building. They had their biggest alumni gathering uh, that they've had since Amanda Butler got here. Um, and a great fan turnout yesterday. I was, I was, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised because I assumed the the crowd will be good. It was the best crowd of the season. You know, there are a couple teams that Clemson plays that bring a lot of fans, but there were a couple of, you know, a, a couple of those games, especially where you're a significant underdog. You're not going to have a, you know, you're, you're going to have maybe some people who come to watch, but there's not going to be the enthusiasm. It was an enthusiastic. It got loud in there a couple times yesterday. And so that was fun. And hopefully they can, uh, they can keep it up through the ACC tournament uh, the great stat that I love to throw out, Amanda Butler at Clemson, four ACC tournaments, an NCAA tournament, and an NIT, 6-0 and in opening games. And uh, they're going to be facing the worst team in the league in Pittsburgh. And uh, she has beaten significantly better teams in Pittsburgh with worse teams than she has right now in the first round of the, uh, of the ACC tournament. Um, can I... I want to talk a lot of basketball because I don't even I can't even explain to people what happened on Saturday. Ben, I would love to get your thoughts on that. We have uh, we have John we have two guests today. We have John Rimman coming on twelve twenty five, and then after long logistical discussions and trying to make the schedules work, Kelly Gramlich is going to join us at one hundred five today to talk ACC women's basketball tournament. But. Let me start with this, because I, I walked in here today, I walked in the studio, and Brad and John were like, hey, um, you're going to get ripped today, or what, whatever they said, I don't even know, they didn't say that, but like, hey, people are already really curious about what you think about baseball. Here's what I'm going to say about, here's what I'm going to say about baseball. Uh, Clemson baseball, Friday's game, just chuck it, throw it out. 
I don't I don't care at all about it. If you missed it, they had two rain delays. Uh, any rain delay game, I think, is basically a crapshoot. It's a flip of the coin. It matters when the game is called and what you're doing when the game is called and your pitching situation and your where you are in a batting order. And that any game that involves a rain delay, if one team is not significantly ahead, I think is basically a random occurrence. Okay, In the context of the season, now that's it. Now, the thing that wasn't random is that Clemson didn't have a base runner um, for the last four innings of that game. So they, they could have played better in that regard. But Friday is a crapshoot. Saturday, they didn't play well. Uh, I watched it all. Didn't play well, didn't defend well, didn't pitch well enough. I had two pitcher errors in the game on Saturday, just not good enough to beat a really good team. And then Sunday, I assume, was more of the same. I had it up next to me during women's basketball, but obviously I've got other things going on trying to do a broadcast. So I like I wasn't intently watching the uh, the baseball game yesterday, and I've not gone back and watched it. I probably won't. Uh, but it was more of the same. Pitching and defense wasn't nearly good enough to win this weekend. That does not dampen my enthusiasm whatsoever about the season. If you think I'm going to come on here today and take back what I said last week, you are sorely mistaken. In fact, I would say now is the perfect time to go ahead and just get on board. Because here's what I'll tell you. Two, two main takeaways from this weekend. One is the issues in terms of performance that we knew that Clemson was going to have coming into the year, they had this weekend. We knew that pitching was a problem last year and that it would not get fixed overnight. I don't think anyone was under any illusions. What I've been saying is they're going to get beat in the strike zone when they get beat. That's what I've been saying. And they, I, I thought it was good. Um, I thought it was, was good that they continued to attack the strike zone over the weekend. They did not get beat by walks and hit batters. Not really. And there were times, like Austin Gordon gave up seven hits and six extra base hits. He, I mean, he grooved a couple fastballs, and UCF hit him out. Yesterday, it was more of that. Uh, my dad was there. I talked to him this morning. Same old, same old. The issue, as I see it, was the, the defense and the inability to work around errors. And then on the other side of things, which is why I'm not concerned at all about Clemson baseball, I watched a team that I knew was good enough to go to a regional. UCF's good enough to go to a regional. They return a bunch from last year. Um, one of the lighters is in their rotation. Their best pitcher coming into the season, I think, had some sort of injury and threw, like, an inning or two yesterday. Like, has barely thrown out. So, like, their best pitcher has not even thrown. They are now 6-0 yeah, and on the weekend. They have a really good physically mature lineup, and they know they're good. And they yap about it. And they talk about it. They let you know they're good. That's a good baseball team. That is not a team that Clemson was supposed to sweep this weekend. Binghamton's a team you're supposed to sweep. UCF is not a team you're supposed to sweep. UCF, if you were just to ask the random, like somebody who knows a lot about college baseball on the street, before the season started, who's better, UCF or Clemson? They would say UCF was better than Clemson. Again, without seeing. And here's what I'd also tell you. You had pitchers in particular with Clemson, who had to fill roles this weekend that they have not been asked to fill. And they, 
you know, some of them stepped up and did a good job, and some of them are going to need some more time to fill those roles. You had a couple pitchers unavailable. You would have loved to use one or more times in some of these games. Not there. And you had an offense that did enough in two of the three games to win and got robbed a half dozen times with phenomenal defensive plays. See, that's, that's the other part. In the first two games this weekend, Friday and Saturday, Bob Mahoney put four stars in his scorebook on Cooper Ingle at bats. Where Cooper Ingle, on an average day against an average team, has four hits, and in two games, I think he had no hits. Uh, it started with the first at-bat of the game where he hits a screamer down the third baseline, and a guy goes full extension to his backhand, jumps up, throws him out. It was an unbelievable play. Plays at the wall, diving plays in the gap on line drives, you name it. UCF did it. Clemson was not good enough defensively, and UCF was great defensively this weekend. Emma's also a good team. So in baseball, here's what happens. You don't play very well against a good team, and the other team plays an absurdly good series. That I, I thought their pitching was good. Their offense obviously was good. Their defense was phenomenal. Like, I can't imagine them playing better than that defensively with the number of fantastic plays that they made. And you're going to get beat, and you're going to get swept. Clemson's going to play better. They are going to respond from this. They're going to get a little healthier in the pitching staff. They're going to be better for this. So that's my that's my thought on Clemson baseball. I knew people were waiting on that because I came out and said some outrageous stuff last week. But I don't think you did say outrageous stuff. That's the thing. What happened this weekend to me has no bearing on anything said last week. So I'm I'm a little caught off guard by a couple of texts that we've gotten about this actually as if you know we, you declared this a World Series team last week. I uh, I I recall talking about good performances thus far about an obvious change in culture resulting from a change in leadership focusing a lot on those types of things i not a single thing has changed with that so i'm i'm really i'm a little caught off guard that apparently there's this kind of response out there as if uh you know clemson baseball was somehow proclaimed a top 10 team in the nation if the, if they were they wouldn't have made a coaching change less than a year ago would be my pushback to that also Keep in mind that a lot of the reasons that I'm excited about this team are things that are happening behind the scenes that are long-term developmental things that will ultimately bear fruit at the end of the year. Yes. Some of that is putting people in uncomfortable positions now so you're not forced to do it in May. That's the, that's the beauty of the season where, like, you want to win every game, but also if you're really process-oriented – you're operating in a in a way, in a manner of doing things that allows you to take a loss or two to teach a lesson or two that is going to come back to give you a win in a big moment later. That's the beauty of non-conference. It also, again, it can be a little bit of a double-edged sword when you're playing a team like UCF. So I think that context is important. Now, if you want to talk about specifics of it, I've already gotten a couple texts or a couple uh, messages on Twitter from people who want me to address specific things. We will get to that. I'll tell you who was good this weekend was uh, Clemson softball. They were very good. And John Rittman is going to join us in the next segment to talk about them as well. 654 Roars, a number if you want to join us throughout the day on the Adams & Co. Roofing 
text line. This hour of the program is brought to you by friends at Toyota of Easley. Go to their physical location on Highway 123. Go online at com. Check out their great inventory that they have, both new and pre-owned vehicles. Listen, you'll be glad you did that because... They have a great process that you can start, again, a multitude of ways. You can start it online, and you can pick out the specs, and then it, they can ship the car to the lot, and you can drive it off. Or you can see if something on the lot mas- matches your specifications and go there and test drive it. That's the beauty of their experience. It's not a one-size-fits-all. Anybody who wants to buy a car in any way can shop at Toyota of Easley. They also have a great service department that's second to none. Their ownership is terrific. They're on site daily, and they are a habitual winner of the President's Award. Go online at toyotaofeasley.com. Go by and see them on Highway 123. That's Toyota of Easley, where their name means a great deal. Hour 1 continues with our weekly chat with John Rittman next. And your weekdays with Walt Deptula, host of Road Rage. Walt eats, breathes, and sleeps sports. And he'll break down any sport at any time. Walt knows all things football, college, and NFL. And Walt's the station's NFL draft expert, competing in the NFL Top 100 annually. If you're up for a spirited debate, Road Rage is the place for you. Check him out weekdays 3 to 7 on 105.5 and 97.5 FM. Or tune in on our app or website, theroarfm.com. If you're looking for first-class service, consider first-class halt. Here at First Class Halt, our technicians are not paid by commission. All this does is promote unnecessary repairs and dollars being spent by you. We pride ourselves on being honest. We will never sell you a service that doesn't need to be done, and no surprises. All prices must be approved by you before work is done. Come see what First Class Service really means. First Class Halt, located in Anderson and Greenville. The Bojangler's back at Bojangles, a crispy fish fillet dusted with Bo's famous seasoning, with the same bold flavor as their chicken and fries. Hook one while you can. Winning multiple Ford President's Awards and top-notch online reviews are two reasons why George Coleman Ford should be your choice for your next new or pre-owned vehicle. Every week, customers like you post online reviews raving about the buying experience at George Coleman Ford. It's like nothing they've experienced. No hidden fees and straight-up honest customer service. And with new inventory arriving monthly, George Coleman Ford is committed to satisfying you. The best is found in Traveler's Rest, George Coleman Ford. Folks, let's talk a little bit about coaching. Good coaches know how to take players who just need a little direction and show them how to best channel their energies in order to achieve their stated goals. Well, that's similar to the process that they undergo at PhD Weight Loss. When I went to PhD Weight Loss, I got on a plan that I followed rigidly. I lost 24 pounds in five weeks, and I was nervous about putting it back on. But because of the tools I was given by the coaching I received at PhD with Dr. Ashley Lucas and her team leading the way, I've been able to keep that weight off now for almost a full year, and I got to tell you, I have no plans to put that weight back. And if I need coaching because I'm feeling a little bit iffy on some things, they're always available for me by phone or by email, 24-7, 365. There is really a difference when you start considering the coaching at PhD Weight Loss. They truly set you up for success, and they help you coach yourself. 
For more information, go to the website. That's myphdweightloss.com. That's PhD Weight Loss, official partner of the Clemson Tigers. Gilstrap Roofing has an experienced team that specializes in shingle, metal, and flat roofs for residential, commercial, and industrial customers. Their dedication to complete customer satisfaction is why a large portion of their business comes from repeat customers and referrals. If you need a full-service roofing contractor that has over 80 years of experience and takes pride in top customer satisfaction, Gilstrap Roofing has got you covered. Call for your free roofing estimate today at 269-1232 and online at gilstrapproofing.com. Research shows listeners prefer a personalized experience. So to help you remember Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance, we personalize this ad for Amber, who really misses boy bands from the 90s. Hey, girl. I'm the cute one. Here to tell you how Liberty Mutual customizes your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. I'm the heartthrob. The only thing I love more than you is saving. And I'm the other boy in the band everyone forgot about. Just only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Broadcasting live from the Upcountry Fiber Studios, this is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. With the largest coverage of any sports talk station in the upstate, nobody does it better than us. No, I said nobody. No, really. Know someone better? They don't exist. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar where every day is game day. I got this feeling inside my bones. It goes electric wavy when I turn it on. We continue on an hour one out of bounds. William Cloggenbush and Ben Milstead. We talked a little baseball. We still have to get, of course, to Clemson men's basketball, which was... Oh, Unbelievable this weekend. What a treat for you and Raleigh. Um, also, uh, Clemson softball, very successful weekend. Unfortunately, a one-run loss to a top-10 Tennessee team. But besides that, a really good showing down in uh, in Tampa. I enjoyed uh, Tony Shufo. Tony and Jeannie were just terrific. Tony Shufo, Jeannie Murphy on the call this weekend. And uh, it is our, time for our habitual Weekly Monday chat with John Rittman, head softball coach at Clemson. Coach, what's going on? Hey, not much, Quag. Good afternoon. Uh, you know, uh, I want to start with just your overall assessment of your team from this weekend and uh, going down, winning a road game Thursday, playing a tough schedule down there, especially the back-to-back on Saturday and the way that worked and then finishing strong. What were your main takeaways with your team from last weekend? Yeah, it was a uh, great week overall. You know, we had the Georgia Bulldogs here on uh, Tuesday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and uh, you never know what to expect during a midweek 4 o'clock start, and um, our fans never cease to amaze amaze us, and, and it was pretty much sold out and, and just a great atmosphere and played really well. Um you know, Valerie pitched a great game. Our offense came to play. And, and then, uh, you know, we had a quick turnaround and, and flew down to uh, South Florida and, and played them Thursday night in a, in a great atmosphere down there. And 
And then Friday played Illinois-Chicago and got the win. And Saturday, a busy day, doubleheader with Michigan State in the morning and then Tennessee right after. And, and like you said, had a tough loss against Tennessee. Um, and then yesterday on getaway day, we had a big win against Michigan State. So overall, just very impressed with our team, um, how we've handled the, the season up to this point. Our pitching staff is just doing phenomenal. Um, I think we lead the ACC and ERA. Our offense is, has been explosive. Uh, we got shut down against Tennessee. Um, still had a few opportunities in that game, and and uh, that's going to happen uh, during a, a long season. You're going to get those games where uh, you know the opposing pitcher is just having a great day, and and um, you know hats off to Tennessee. It was a, a close game, and you know the last two times we played him, it's come down to. Uh, you know the uh, a play at the plate, um, and and we beat them last year. They got us this year, but uh, just really impressed with our defense as well, Clark. We are our our defense, which kind of worried us going into the season, has just played solid all year. And when you put those things together, you know the good pitching, the the good defense, and the timely hitting, good things happen. You know that's a that's a great segue because I was going to talk uh, talk to you about especially like Georgia last week and then of course through the weekend. I know. Um, speaking of your defense, I know we talked at the very end of last season where you were saying, you know, we just got to clean up a couple of spots defensively and we'll be a really well rounded unit. I remember some of those conversations. You got to be very pleased with the immediate returns you've seen in that regard, and not just making routine plays, coach, but making some phenomenal plays behind your pitching staff yeah you know our pitching staff has been great like i mentioned but uh you know up the middle we're really strong we have two you know really good defensive catchers and abby vieira and jojo hyatt and then we moved maddie moore from third to second and uh she has just played outstanding this year she's playing with confidence um you know aggressiveness just very assertive defensively Aliyah Logaleo, you know, who we moved from the outfield to infield in 21. She played a little third base, and then last year we moved her to short. She's just really coming into her own. She's reading the ball off the bat. She's making great decisions. She's taking care of the routine play. Um, you know, and, and then our outfield, you know, Mackenzie Clark has just been a stud, you know, five-tool player in center field for us. Um, we got a couple of uh, graduate transfers we've talked about before, and Caroline Jacobson and Allie Meklis, who have, have just done a tremendous job. Our, our outfield is arguably one of the best in the country, in my opinion. And then, you know, the corner positions, we've, we've had a couple of people play first base. Cagle's there when she's not pitching, but uh, Madison May and Kai Keller have both done a solid job for us at first base. And then uh, Reedy Davenport has is, is just played a, a really good, awesome hot corner for us and and uh, just really proud of our defense and how much we've grown visiting with john ridman head softball coach at clemson here one more thing from the weekend before we uh progress forward to this week um i i think i asked you about this already but i talked to valerie and she said the two goals she set for herself this season was basically have fun and live in the moment or, or two things like that she she's a big goal setter but didn't do that this year and I kind of was thinking privately to myself, like, okay, this test on Saturday against Tennessee is really a test of that mentality, that thought process. You've got to be very pleased with how she's handled herself at the plate this week, but also in the circle where she had to put up a bunch of zeros to keep pace with the talented pitcher on the other side. 
Yeah, no question. I mean, Valerie has just matured so much in the years that she's been at Clemson, and, and she she continues to grow, um, you know, not only on the field as, a, as an athlete, but also just her mental game and her approach. And I think, um, you know, Coach Brielt has done a good job with, with her um, and, and, and her mentality um, and helping her adjust and kind of grow as a player. Um, but, you know, Valerie's her, her approach to play, she's a lot more patient. Um, you know, she's taken what the pitchers are giving her. She's, she's hit, always hit well pull side, but she's doing re- really well hitting opposite field. And, and, uh, you know, I think, you know, sometimes as you get older and mature, you just learn to start appreciating some of the little things. And I think Valerie's done that. And, and certainly she's healthy and that, that helps her mindset as well. But, uh, she's just a tremendous talent. So blessed to coach her and, and, uh, just happy for her and and you know seeing her out there having fun is 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 just uh it's it's what we do as as coaches and and uh you know Valerie's a testament to uh you know really just keeping it simple this year all right uh, let's talk about this week first off you've got a double header on Wednesday at home against uh, Gardner Webb as the calendar flips to March uh, what's your thought process? What's your uh, what's your what's your thinking about lineup, pitching, all that kind of stuff as you try to line up for two games at McWhorter Stadium in the midweek? Yeah, you know we like to get our pitching staff work, and and we talked about we are so deep deep in pitching, and um, you know sometimes it's hard to get uh, Brooke and Reagan some innings, and and last week was a great example. I mean, Valerie pitched the. Uh, pitched the Tuesday midweek and then and then pitched uh, on Saturday in game two. Millie pitched the game Thursday night and pitched Sunday. And uh, Brooke and Reagan split a game against Illinois Chicago and then and then Brooke got the start uh, in the first game on Saturday. So um, you know it's really a nice problem to have. All of our pitchers are doing extremely well and so we'll we'll talk as a coaching staff and kind of put a plan together for Wednesday's uh double header and then um getting ready for our conference opener this weekend so um but it's it's a it's it's really a, a luxury to to have four healthy pitchers that are all really being productive and and complement each other so well all right and then you go to uh you go into conference play and you're taking on syracuse you get them at home uh you get to host those this weekend You've talked about the crowds and the importance of the environment. Uh, it's just a, another thing. I feel like in in softball, it's very regimented. You've got like the the preseason tournaments, and then you've got a few midweeks, and then boom, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Or right there at conference season, it all kind of progresses very quickly. I know you're excited to get ACC play underway. Yeah, you know, no question. I, I think the biggest thing for our fans is that our you know tickets are still available obviously for our midweek, but also for Friday and Sunday's game against Syracuse, um, which is which is a plus. You know, we've added that berm out in right center field, so it's created some extra tickets for people to come watch us play. And and so that's that's important for us. Um, but, you know, we have we have kind of a weird schedule. We, we open up ACC play, and then the following week we have one more tournament. But Syracuse is one of those teams that they get better – as the season goes along, I think a lot of that has to do with their weather up there. And, and, uh, you know, early in the season, they're, they're traveling a lot, playing on the road, but, uh, 
last year, you know, you could tell as the season got better, they got or longer, they got better and better. By the end of the year, they were a tough team to play, and so we're getting them early. Um, but each weekend, I've seen they they've started scoring a little bit more runs, playing a little bit better defense. So um, it's going to be a challenge. And you know, when conference starts, everybody's got a clean slate. So um, we're looking forward to uh, some tough games against Syracuse, and certainly looking forward to play at home. Absolutely, and uh, we look forward to seeing that this weekend. Hopefully, folks will come out and pack McWhorter Stadium, as they always do. We assume that they will, and uh, hopefully the Tigers will get five wins on the ledger this week. Coach Ritman, always good to visit with you. Glad you guys got back safely, and best of luck through all the games this week. Hey, Clark, thanks for having me on. Go Tigers. All right, that is John Ritman, the head softball coach at Clemson. His team, again, a uh, a, a very successful week uh, they went five and one, um, and one on Tuesday, quick trip down to Tampa, played, uh, played five games in four days and now, uh, back up here for five home games this week. Hey, before we take our next break, I want to tell you about our friends at the plumbing experts, go to theplumbingexperts.com If you'd like to see all of the services that they provide, and they do provide quite a few uh, services. Now, one of the things that they can do for you is that they can get your septic tank, uh, they can get it done right. And here's what I mean by that. They are going to beat back against the notion that you don't ever have to service that septic tank. If you've ever had a septic tank issue, you know that probably the thing that got you in trouble was you felt like there was nothing that ever needed to be due, uh, that ever needed to be done to fix it. And here's the bottom line. You do need to have those things fixed. You do need to be on a regular maintenance schedule. You need to make sure that somebody who's qualified, who's licensed, who's uh, exactly the right person for the job can do a once over on that thing. Look at every square inch and see that it's all working as it should. That's what the plumbing experts are going to do. And they're going to do it before disaster strikes. So don't be a skeptic on septic. Call the experts, the plumbing experts, Go to theplumbingexperts.com. That's theplumbingexperts.com. They won't let you down. All right, let's take a break. and we come back, I am so curious to get Ben Milstead's thoughts on Clemson's win in Raleigh over NC State on Saturday. We'll do that right after this. Check out the Mickey Plyler Show each weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. here on The Roar. Mickey and company get your day started with scores, interviews, and all the news from the day before. Mickey breaks down all things college football, golf, and everything else in the sports world. Check it out each morning on 105.5 and 97.5 FM, or tune in on our app or website, theroarfm.com. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. Sure, you can wait until spring for spring cleaning, or you could get an insanely clean home now by calling the experts at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning today. They use ZR water to clean your carpets like no other. And with no sticky, soapy residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention me, Mickey, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $119 plus a free hallway. Schedule online at ZeroResGreenville.com. 
For over 70 years, Ralph Hayes Toyota has been treating customers so well, you'd think they were part of the family. Members of our Family Promise program who buy a new Toyota will enjoy perks like lifetime nitro on tires, gas fill-up, lifestyle test drives, and three years no-cost maintenance. It's part of our pledge to give our customers the best new car buying experience. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. What's under your home can get into your home. A sealed crawl space keeps out moisture, mold, and pests. Canty Foundation Specialist is your local trusted expert in crawl space sealing. Call us today for your free estimate. Canty can fix it. Call the local experts for a free estimate. Call Canty Foundation Specialist at 864-403-5263 and ask about transferable warranties and available financing. That's 864-403-5263 or online at cantycanfixit.com. Hey Anderson, if you're looking for a great place to work, Glen Raven is hiring. The maker of high-quality, world-famous Sunbrella products is looking for process operators, process technicians, quality inspectors, and material handlers. Now they're seeking experienced pros, and they're also willing to train candidates who are new to manufacturing. So check out all the opportunities. Glen Raven offers a very competitive hourly rate, plus you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. That's right, you'll get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. So apply today. You'll also enjoy generous benefits, including paid vacation and holidays, 401k matching, a pension program, free on-site medical care, a 24-7 fitness center, and more. It's an established company with an exciting future, so don't wait. Apply now at join.sunbrella.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity. Apply today at join.sunbrella.com. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. Okay, easy now. You're teaching a kid how to parallel park. Ouch! <laughs> Turns out he likes to do it by feel. <laughs> Don't worry, eBay Motors has bumpers, taillights, trunk lids, license plate holders, 122 million parts. Pull up just a little bit. And headlights. <laughs> They've got lots of headlights. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. The Varsity, where in Atlanta you can get a hot dog, but in South Carolina you get sports talk. The Roar, where every day is game day. Continues out of bounds. William Quagamus, Ben Milstead, live inside the Upcountry Fiber studios. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. Appreciate uh, John Ripman joining us uh, here in the last segment. Kelly Gramley is going to join us next segment. She called Clemson and Florida State uh, yesterday. And uh, we're excited to have Kelly on with us to talk a little ACC women's tournament. She can probably talk some men's hoops, too. Uh, I think she probably can. Speaking of men's hoops, Ben Milstead. What the crap was that? Clemson this way, just, I just want to make sure that everyone's aware, mm. okay? Clemson this past week on the men's side scored 90 points in consecutive games. They went on the road and beat a team 
that doesn't lose at home, that has had lots, that's beaten lots of quality opponents at home this year, and they beat them so thoroughly and handily that you barely had to pay attention to the second half. Now, you should have because it was quite fun. They were on pace to break 100 points until they stopped, essentially stopped trying to score with like eight or nine minutes left. They were going to break 100 points. And they limited NC State. They did two of the three things I said they needed to do. The only thing they didn't do is DJ Burns went off. Nobody else did jack for NC State. Then I loved it. It was a it was a phenomenal. It was one of my favorite basketball performances in the last 15 years for Clemson. Truly. I felt like I was a little bit wrong about DJ Burns, so let's just start there since you mentioned him. I said let him get his. He's not going to kill you and stop the try to stop the guards. I do think that was the game plan, but that guy I I underestimated Burns. Now, he hasn't backed down everybody like that and but um it's a side note as a defender and and I, in no way am I whining about officials in that game. As a defender, what can you and can you not do um when I mean you know Clemson I, I think adopted the philosophy that we're we're not going to drop in and double this guy because that's going to leave a perimeter player open and you got to a point in that game pretty early that NC State wasn't going to catch up without the without the three-point shot so I mean I think I think the game plan and the decision making was sound there but I am just curious what a what a defender is supposed to do when a guy starts backing you down 16 feet from the basket and he's just pounding into you. I mean, like, how is it that you try to hold your ground? You know, Middlebrooks kind of put an arm bar into his back one time, and 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 they called that. It wasn't effective, by the way. I, I don't know. I was just really more curious than anything because if there is nothing that the officials are going to do to stop that, then NC State would be foolish not to do that every single time. Well, that that to me is one of my is is one of my concerns about the game of basketball currently, and I would say more so than just currently, it it has been a problem for a while. It's the old like Shaquille O'Neal thing. Like, how entitled am I to my space as a defender? Do I have yeah. to if somebody if if I am standing in a place? And you hit me, am I, do I have to move backwards? Or am right. I entitled to just stay there? And if somebody else is standing there after they make a move, is it, why is that a foul on me? That, that's my whole question. And honestly, that's why people flop. The, that rule forces you to flop and you have to, but, but you can't just flop. You have to be a good flopper. And you have to, because you can get called for that now, uh, you have to time it just right to where it looks like he just trucked you. Um, I, I don't know. But to the point is, you know, Clemson decided we're going to allow this guy to do this and shut down the rest of the court. And that's what they did. And again, uh, you could double team him, but then you're leaving really dangerous guys open outside. And you know, as long 
as long as they weren't catching up, Clemson wasn't going to double that guy, and they didn't. By the way, uh, you're talking about the the blowout win. Matt Conley, our, our good friend, points out Clemson has eight wins by ten points or more in ACC play this year. Eight games, eight wins by ten points or more. I had no idea, and I've seen them all. <laughs> Every one of them <laughs> didn't realize that many. Um, a couple of random things. I, one of my things with NC State is that you're guaranteed they're going to do something stupid at some point in the game. I said that a million times this year. Uh, you're guaranteed. It happened really early in the game where you fouled Brevin Galloway on a three-point shot that goes in, and then Kevin Keats uh, says the unforgivable to an official and immediately gets teed. And quite honestly, Quag, being there watching him, should have been ejected from the game. Oh, he kept going after him. When you go to the scores table with the official and you're pointing your finger in his fa- in the official's face, you should have been ejected. Uh, it was, it ended up being a six-point play. NC State goes down, does not score. Clemson comes back down and scores again. So you've got an eight-point swing there in about 30 seconds of clock time. And it was early in the game, but NC State never recovered from that. I mean, the the stupid stretch came earlier than I expected. Well, here's my here was my perspective from outside the building. Clemson came in hot, and as we suspected, Ben, the NC State crowd was late arriving. The noon tip. And you know what? Even the ones who were there, the energy was a little late arriving. Well, yes and no. Um, they weren't clapping because they had a beer in each hand. Well, <laughs> uh, Factual statement. <laughs> we we sit up high there, so the fans have to walk past us. And apparently in North Carolina, you can sell somebody two beers at a time because that's what they were doing. And I'm watching people at 11:30 walk by me with with a tall one in each hand. They couldn't clap. They had to hold their beer. You know what? I, okay, I'll give them a pass on that. I'll give them a pass on that because you got to do what you got to do. They you can't help it. Yeah, there there was a hockey game in there Friday night. There was another hockey game in there Saturday night. So uh, shout out to their <laughs> folks in that building. Yeah, I'm man. sure their ops folks are feeling Ooh. like uh, they're really wearing it every day now too. But but yeah, you know, to Clemson's credit, look, that's a big, loud building. It can be a loud building. You never gave them an opportunity to get loud, and several times off the air we said to one another like hey especially early you know that run is coming you know that run is coming and you just never allowed nc state to retake any kind of momentum so it kept the it kept the crowd quiet and you know it kept it kept nc state from really ever being a threat after just a few minutes of the game that that's what I think Kevin Keats' strategy was there. I think he played his trump card with 16 minutes left in the first half because he saw what was happening, and he really wanted to he he really wanted to make sure that Clemson didn't get a foothold in the game, and it totally backfired because all it did was frustrate him and his team and the fans a little bit more. And Clemson kept scoring, as you said, the Tigers exited that possession with a double digit lead, and then like never never gave it back. And I'm not even certain 
Did we see anything even remotely resembling an NC State run in the game? Did they have anything more than five or six in a row? I don't recall. Maybe, you know, it it dipped under 20 points a couple times, which you thought, you know, there's this uh, psychological barrier there. You know, man, if I get them in the teens, knock down a three or, or, uh, you know, a couple of threes, then we're right back in this thing. Uh, You're, you're, scouring the scoring drives as of, as I speak but um, I think five I think five consecutive points is the most that they had in the game that's remarkable I know really at a place like that here's the other thing I've done that a long time now like gone to a bunch of shoot out, shoot arounds and pre-game practices and I'd like to think I got a, a pretty good feel for how teams are going to respond but you don't, Clark. You don't. And here's why I say that. That's a big building. Uh, one of the – outside of Louisville, it's one of the larger buildings in the league, I guess. I mean, it's right there. I guess the Dean Dome's, what, 20,000 as well. It's about. It's, it's around a, 20, yeah. But, you know, so there's this thought that that might be a hard building to shoot in. And uh, you – so because of hockey the night before, there was no shoot-around the night before. Because it's a noon game, there's no uh, game day practice. There's no shoot-around there. The first time they shot in the building is when they stepped on the court for the game. You know, or for you know, for, for a pregame warm-up. And in my mind, I am sitting there thinking, oh, this could be bad. Like, this could, this could be bad. Hadn't played many noon games as it was. In other words, like in my mind, I'm formulating all the reasons that Clemson, all the excuses, all yep. the reasons Clemson's not going to shoot well in the game. And they have their best shooting, maybe their best shooting game of the year. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand it anymore. Not going to try to understand it anymore. <laughs> Sometimes you just throw your hands up and you go, "That's like, that doesn't make basketball. any sense." Well, I do think there is a little bit of. There's a little bit of history at play here. I texted you from a pickup basketball game on Saturday morning that Clemson had not lost by more than six in Raleigh since 2011. By the way, that game was eight. I believe it was the Oliver Purnell era, the last time that NC State beat Clemson by double digits, and it may go back further than that. It may go to to uh, the Larry Shiat era because I think the f- the first the last couple years of Oliver Purnell, it wasn't a case. Ben, NC State has not been able to get a working margin against Clemson in their building, and they especially haven't done it against Kevin Keats because, on the other hand, when NC State comes to Clemson, there have been some pretty easily decided outcomes. It's almost like I, I feel like this is happening right now, that that Jim Laranega in Miami have kind of got Clemson's number a little bit not that they're going to win every time, but it just feels like Miami's going to play well against Clemson. That's what it feels like. It's the opposite with NC State right now, where I feel like Brad Brownell just knows how to attack Kevin Keats. And Kevin Keats has no answer other than a random, ridiculous comeback in Raleigh. If you, like last year was P.J. Hall that went off. This year was Galloway and the shooters that go off. It's like they have no – earlier in the year it was Hunter Tyson. They have no idea who's going to pop up for Clemson, but it feels like a game of whack-a-mole for them. 
Well, look, NC State's got some good players. They got some great guards. They do not have a good head coach. They mm-hmm. don't. I mean, they just don't. If you think Kevin Keats is a good head coach, show me the evidence that would back that up. Show show me what he's done in. I mean, he's just not. He he's just not. But he's got some good players, and you know they. That's the thing. I don't know that NC State necessarily played terrible. I don't think they were awful in the game. I don't. I don't think they guarded particularly well. And I do think they're I, – I am I, – I like D.J. Burns. One of the reasons I like D.J. Burns is because he helps them so much in half-court defense, have a presence inside. Their half-court defense, it, it makes me fidgety. Yeah. Like, like it just is – it's not good and it's gambly and it's risky and I don't like it. it they foul all the time. They commit dumb fouls like we've we've said many times before. They try to press, but then they have this lumbering big man that has to sprint back because they're trying to – I mean, it's like the disjointed nature of the pieces give you some exactly. alleyway. It gives yeah. you some alleyways where if you can do this or this or this, you can really, really bother them. Uh, DJ Burns is – he's easy to like, though. He's a touch – Texture pointing out, you know, that's the only time the crowd got into it when he's backing somebody down. He's easy to like. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, but I don't, I don't like the fact that he can use that butt to, you know, push you off your spot multiple times. Uh, Joy gets in on the Adams Co-Roofing text line and says, "This I was at the game Saturday. The crowd only got loud when DJ would start backing up like a dump truck against PJ. It's the only time they got loud because they knew that's the only time they were gonna score." Yeah, he was, and I, I want to double check the numbers here, because I did put some benchmarks down on paper that Clemson hit. I said they had to shoot twenty or more free throws, uh, and shoot eighty or more percent. They shot twenty-two and made eighteen for eighty-two percent. I said that uh, Joiner and Smith had to have less than a point per shot attempt. They had twenty-six points and took twenty-nine shots. So check there. The only one that didn't hit was DJ Burns at 24 and 6, and he played uh, 31 minutes. That was the only one. Uh, he was 11 of 18 from the floor in the game. Nobody else made more than four shots for NC State. He made 11. The rest of the team combined made 14. Mm. They, he was literally the only offense that they had on the floor. And credit Clemson, as you said, Ben. And I think this was a great part of Brad Brownell's game plan here. I don't care how many times he puts the ball in the deck a couple times, gives a little dig to his left side, turns right, and hits that little baby hook. We ain't helping. We're not helping. We're not going to dig out. We're not doing any of that because we'd rather, I think you said it like this, we'd rather give up twos all day if they're not coming back. If we're going to hit threes, we'll give up twos all day because I'm not letting Joyner get comfy in the gym and I'm not letting Smith get comfortable in the gym. I would think that would be one of the more difficult parts of coaching is figuring out where that point is where your, your, your strategy changes a little bit where you have to ask yourself, okay, what is it that NC State has to do in order to come back in this game? And at some point, you at, Brownell asked himself that. And, and, and I believe it was to say, hey, we can't let them get hot from behind the arc. 
So we're going to continue to defend hard, uh, man to man, in their face. They're not going to have the open shot. And we're going to take our chances with a guy burning clock, backing us down, maybe hitting a two-point turnaround, maybe missing it. At some point, you ask yourself that, and that's the strategy you go with. And it worked. It worked like a charm. Uh, we haven't even talked about Brevin Galloway and Man. how incredible he was from the jump. I'm convinced that was one of those games where there was nothing NC State could have possibly done except, like, hurt him. There was nothing they could have possibly done within the rules of the game that they could have stopped him. I just don't – they could have had somebody in his hip pocket, and I think he would have shot like nobody was there. It was incredible to watch him. He had 28 points on nine shot attempts. Nine. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. He was four or five from three and shot 10 free throws and made them all. You were at a good game yesterday. Yes, I was. So we can talk about that a little bit on the other side, too. Yes, we can. And we will with Kelly Gramlin. Yay. Kelly's going to join us, and uh, we're excited for that. We're also, uh, several folks have gotten in on the Adams Curving text line. They have asked my thoughts on UCF running down the hill. Actually, I, I like what I'm going to say about that. I don't know if other people will. Are you going to stand? But I like what I'm going to say. Maybe. Find out next. WCCP FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Breathe easier with Zero Res Air Duct Cleaning. It's the only company I trust to get my home insanely clean. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plyler, at the Roar, and you get $50 off your next air duct cleaning. Use promo code AIR50 when scheduling online at ZeroResGreenville.com. One day, your Honda, Acura, Lexus, or Toyota is going to need an oil change. And there's that question, where do I take it? Before you make that decision, ask yourself what you're getting. Do they test drive your vehicle? Do they rotate your tires? Do they glance at the brakes? Or remove the tires and provide an exact measurement of your brake pads? What about suspension? Fluids? At First Class Halt, an oil change means so much more than routine maintenance. Come experience the difference. FirstClassHalt.com, your dealership alternative in Anderson and Greenville. The world is turned up.